any of us ever know what it is to become the perfect version of ourselves. This is Decoding Superhuman with your host, Boomer Anderson. The sponsor for today's podcast is Neurohacker Collective. The chairman, Jordan Greenhall, has been on the show to talk about one of my favorite topics and episodes to date, sovereignty. And the medical director has also been on the show to talk about unleashing your human potential through epigenetics. That's Dr. Daniel Stickler. But why do I love Neurohacker Collective so much? Well, frankly, it upgrades me on a day-to-day basis. Actually, I take their products five out of seven days of the week. Their original Qualia stack is something that I absolutely and still thoroughly enjoy. It's packed with over 40 premium brain nutrients to immediately enhance your focus, energy, mood, creativity, and all while supporting your health. Their new flagship nootropic, Qualia Mind, is a premium nootropic supplement that helps support mental performance and brain health. And frankly, with both products, I do not get the crashes that I commonly get with nootropics and other supplements. So I want you to go over to their website and check it out when you have a chance. It's neurohacker.com, and if you subscribe, you get 15% off by using the code BOOMER. If you want to just do a one-time purchase, you get 10% off, again, using that code BOOMER. And while you're there, pick up their free foundational guide to neurohacking. It's definitely worth checking out. But please, enjoy the show. All right, we're back. Satu, welcome back to the show. Hey, Boomer. How are you? I'm doing amazing, absolutely epic, loving life right now, and excited to talk about something that we kind of work with people on a day-to-day basis on. Are you excited too? Yes. Let's kick it off. Okay, so this is the second of these kind of what I call mini episodes, for lack of a better word, where we talk for 20 minutes on a topic that we work with clients on on sort of a day-to-day basis, right? Yes. And with the company Decoding Superhuman, what we do is help corporate professionals achieve and sustain high-performance states. And one aspect that is so often overlooked, specifically in the corporate realm, is the concept of leadership. Yeah. And, you know, Satsu, I know you have an extreme amount of knowledge and background in this. So we're going to, we're going to kind of take as much as we can today, Mm -hmm. at least in 20 minutes and talk about the evolving corporate leadership landscape. Mm -hmm. So how would you kind of summarize leadership today? Oh, that's a very difficult question. Summarizing is such a broad topic, but let me let me put it this way. I think we have seen um, a trend that we're moving from the traditional formal leadership style to more of an informal leadership. What I mean with that is that we are all individuals encouraged to take responsibility in a proactive way and to, to actually become leaders, whether we have the title as a manager or a leader. So self-leadership, I think that is uh, a key word uh, in today's leadership. All right. So self-leadership, meaning that I show up to an organization as a leader, no matter where I am in the organization. Correct. What does self-leadership look like? What are some of the key elements that we can give people? Yeah, well, if, if in general, if we look at what do you want to achieve as a leader, basically you want to make sure that the people around you and yourself as well, that you're performing and doing a good job. You want to secure some basic pillars, uh, which I see that whether you're a top leader or top executive or CEO of a company, or you're just 
like any one of us just uh, working in a company, you want to make sure that you the vision is clear for you. Uh, every day when you go to work, why, why am I actually doing this? Do I understand the strategy that we have in the business and the company? Do I have the right skills? Do I have the right uh, processes to support my work? And of course, very crucial, culture. And underneath culture, within the culture, is everything from motivation. Do I feel like I actually want to go to work and be there? Do I have the drive and the energy? And that's where our work with the performance and, and everything comes in. Do I feel like my values are a good match with the company's values? So to, to conclude, yes, whether you are a CEO of a company or just anyone, Make sure that you understand why you're doing what you're doing and, and feel proud of it every day. This is interesting because it's kind of, um, if you kind of take a step back for a moment and realize that this almost starts at the interview, right? When mm. you're going for job selection, making sure that your values align, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but there's so much more to this. So if we're looking at just kind of making sure alignment is a key aspect, it yes. sounds like we're talking yes. about here, Absolutely. making sure that we align with strategy, culture, etc. What are some of the key things that you think people can do better to become a more effective leader in an organization? To be conscious about your daily actions and also to understand the effect and the impact that you have with your behavior. So basically, there's always someone who's looking up to you and thinking, ah, I'd like to be like him or her. I'm going to start copying either consciously or, or subconsciously copying that behavior. So thinking in terms of everything I do or say has an impact, which can be a very good thing or not so good thing uh, if you're acting very randomly or in a, in a negative way. Uh, so I think that is one of the key uh, keys that I would like our listeners to take with them, really to understand the impact that you have wherever you are in the organization. Absolutely. And I think this starts, it, one of the most simple ones that I was reminded of recently, and uh, keep in mind, guys, that I kind of sometimes work as a digital nomad, but when you're on vacation, and this so happened to end up in my inbox from Harvard Business Review, just doing something as simple as not responding to email, maybe not even checking email, is something that you can distill down in your culture. Now, it, on the flip side of that, if you do have a culture where everybody is available 24-7 and that's what you want to instill, maybe you do, but it, it is nice for people to have a break. <laughs> so uh, that's just kind of a concrete example that I think of. But let's talk about this in relation to performance, kind of some of the knock-on effects of this, because obviously you mentioned that culture is a key point of it, strategy is a key point of it. How do we get people to perform better uh, as a result of sort of the example that we give? A lot of it has to do with the daily behavior and the, basically the processes that your company has built to support that performance. And uh, in terms of working hours, are those working hours or the place and the environment, the office where you work at, are those supporting all these that we just mentioned? Are these supporting your performance or actually harming it is the air quality you can start thinking about multiple things at the office that are either supporting or not supporting you um, is the example that you set as a as a leader what time do you leave the office is it very late at night how does that influence others around you with their stress uh, coping mechanisms and, and um, yeah well-being basically yeah uh, one of the 
examples I like from popular culture is uh, a guy named Jocko Wolink, who I believe was a Navy SEAL, but he wrote a book called Extreme Ownership. And it's a philosophy that I've kind of lived by unknowingly for a while, but the idea that you own all of your actions and that no matter what happens, it's your fault. Some people get scared of that and some people shy away from that. They always look to point the finger at somebody else, etc. or at least they did in finance. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when you own it, it's actually freeing. I've found it to be extremely freeing because no matter what, you just kind of look at yourself and say, okay, this happened as a result of my actions. What would I do differently? Yes. That's and perfect. it's one of the most freeing things that I found, at least in terms of the leadership realm. Yeah. And, and the links to self-coaching, not only self-leadership, but I think we are all responsible for having that chat with ourselves. And hopefully in a motivational way to understand like after a day at work, what worked well? What, what am I proud of? What did I achieve during this day? And then, okay, if there were issues, how am I going to tackle them? How am I going to make sure that those won't happen again? How can I improve or what can I improve? So have that self-dialogue uh, uh, with yourself uh, after every day, basically, not only at work, but in life. So there's a lot of people listening right now who may listen to this and say, okay, clearly something in my organization doesn't align with either my core values or I am not showing up to my organization the way I should. If you look at, I, I'm just guessing this based on all the statistics you see around employee absenteeism, et cetera. Yeah. How would you work with an individual and just sort of some of the stuff that you've done already with corporate individuals is pretty interesting too to really instill this belief, you know, how do we actually emphasize and really move somebody into a place where they understand this other than like the daily digest? How I work with a lot of clients of mine is that actually we, uh, we build a map with the corporate vision and your own vision and your own values and your corporate values. And then we start matching and seeing the differences and does it match or doesn't it? And what can be done uh, in, uh, and at the end, it's still, it's you who has to take the responsibility in a proactive way and try to influence because either you're going to be a match with the company and the culture and what the expectations are, or then you're not. So you need to ask yourself, like, am I ready to take that step? All right. Am I ready to, to adjust? And if not, then yeah, there's another discussion. You need to take. Yeah. It sounds, it could, this could be terrifying for some people, yeah. right? Uh, because <laughs> you go and you suddenly realize that you're, you work for a company that I don't know, destroys the environment or something. And at your heart, you're an environmentalist. Those two are kind of polar opposites and an extreme yes. example. <laughs> but I mean, I imagine you can have end up having conversations with people like, should I quit my job? Right? Yeah. yeah. And we are seeing that trend, especially now with the younger generations, with the millennials, they are very cautious about when it comes to values, your own values and how that, that, that matches the corporate culture. And they refuse jobs if they don't see the match. Okay. This is, um, this is awesome. So in terms of just revamping leadership structure and strategy, uh, these things don't move overnight, right? No. But suffice to say, does it start at the top or does it start at the bottom? Where, where in the organization does the, the change shift or the shift, if you will, start? Um, it, it has to come top down, but it can start anywhere in the organization. 
Um, I think it would be wrong to say that everything has to go uh, from, from the CEO down to the worker level, because I think, as said, we are all leaders, whether the role is uh, with the title of a leader or not. And we can make change happen by co focusing on our, our daily actions and selling in new ideas, selling in the change within the uh, organization. That's how we are proactive and we're taking that self-leadership to a whole new level. But then again, if we talk about structural or strategic changes, yes, there's still the formal hierarchy in place in most of the companies that you actually take a decision and then you cascade it down. Um, mm -hmm. It becomes official. We didn't talk about this beforehand, but I, I, I'm just kind of curious in terms of structural changes. Have you seen any one particular structure that works like flat leadership structure versus whatever uh, leadership structure is it or is it just organizational dependent? It's very much organizational dependent. Uh, there are, I think companies are more agile and more willing to test out new structures and new types uh, ways of working. But it's also culture, national cultures that make a difference. Because if you go to, I don't know, you go to Middle East or India, Asia um, or the US, you have very different ways of uh, communication and um, how you take responsibility, how you dare to step up and, and challenge uh, your organization. So you have to take all these into consideration. So there's no really one answer to that. So we mentioned already kind of the reflection uh, for lack of a better term, reflection journal at the end of the day, in terms of a, a step that some person could take to start to bring these things to their awareness. Uh, what other steps do you think an individual can take without sort of calling us? Well, they should call us, but <laughs> you know, without sort of calling us, what other steps an individual could take to start to bring these things more into their awareness and actually take action? I think goal setting is something like uh, short term goals and then a little bit longer term planning and dare to dream. And then based on your dreams and your vision, where do I want to be in, in two, three years or even end of this year? start to plan uh, short-term goals dare to set routines i think we're so afraid sometimes of getting stuck in routines but that could be the key to success for many of us and not only success but happiness and balance i love routines yeah, um, me too. <laughs> i think when we start talking about some of the work we've done with high performers a lot of a lot of problems that people or at least things that people foresee as problems whether it be public speaking or something as simple as getting enough exercise in during a week can all be solved through routine and you know there there's that phrase and i'm i'm struggling to remember it right now but it's something like be routine in your everyday life so that you can be violent in your creative work uh but that that definitively applies both at the individual level but you're also saying at the organizational level right yeah, yeah absolutely i think a lot of people perform actually better if they have this set playground where you're supposed to be playing uh, because then you know the boundaries and that also applies to the routines. If you know that these are the routines that I want to have in my daily life at work or private life, uh, then you can suddenly become much more flexible in your way of acting within those, uh, within that framework. And within the complex system, if you're looking at the routines as part of the con contribution to your values, et cetera, and then seeing that align with your organization, I mean, look, that seems like a perfect recipe for performance right there. 
Yeah, absolutely. They're so right. Yeah. Awesome. So Satu, anything else we want to cover here on kind of the emerging trends in organizational leadership? I think in, in general, the world is going towards much more um, uh, take your take your responsibility, uh, be a leader yourself uh, type of a culture, uh, whether it is in a uh, corporate organization or actually when it comes to healthcare. That's also something we can talk another time. But uh, also there, you need to start being more proactive there to do your own research. Yeah, I think the key message from us is just really a message of empowered responsibility. And that is one that, you know, you as the individual have much more influence than you think. And being able to align yourself at its core with whatever organization you participate in will allow you to show up at a higher level and perform better, which is ultimately the message that we have. Yes, that's what we want. Yeah. Awesome. Satu, it's been absolutely epic. Great catching up with you. Thanks, and we'll, uh, Likewise. I'm sure we're going to catch up soon. Yes, we will. Superhumans, have an absolutely epic day. Superhumans, before you go, can I ask two favors? Did you enjoy that episode? If so, can you send me an email at podcast at decodingsuperhuman.com? Provide any feedback, positive or negative. I would love to hear from you. And for those of you who have really taken advantage of that, you know I respond to each email. Secondly, if you did enjoy the episode, can you head on over to iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, any one of your favorite podcast listening platforms, and give Decoding Superhuman a five-star rating. It would really be appreciated. And then finally, for those of you who are looking at taking an informed approach to health, head on over to decodingsuperhuman.com. Check out what we have going on over there. And if you want to schedule a free 15-minute discovery call with me, you're going to have that option. Superhumans, have an absolutely epic day. And remember, as always, choose health. Choose health.